0: It's not rocket science that rejecting your spouse is a really, really painful thing to do. But think about the opposite for a moment. If I asked you to sit down and list the things you do regularly to communicate your unconditional acceptance of your spouse, how long would that list be? Welcome to the Only You Forever Podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 83, and we're going to be talking about the need to show acceptance to our spouses and how to really build this into your marriage
1: yeah let's start with the opposite though okay so just to give some background you know i think it should be clear to everybody it hurts to be rejected we all experience that mm-hmm. on the playground or somewhere but it's worth noting how severe that impact is on marriage okay right, in the context of marriage so a study from 2013 looked at the psychological adjustment of individuals who had grown up experiencing rejection from their parent or parents and then were rejected by their spouse and you know sort of just as an aside i think this is something we should be aware of that we tend to choose a spouse who will continue to treat us the same way our parents did either for good or for bad Hmm. or more typically for a mixture of those Mm -hmm. and we're comfortable with the familiar so unless we experience some personal growth between receiving caregiving from our parents and then entering into marriage we tend to perpetuate generational patterns
0: interesting
1: so that was slightly a squirrel moment but there you go okay so these researchers, when they were looking at this, so this, these are looking at individuals who grew up experiencing rejection from their parent and then were rejected by their spouse. Uh-huh. 72% of men and 68% of women who received acceptance from both their parents and their intimate partner were psychologically healthy and adjusted Okay. in this study. That makes sense. Yeah. On the other hand, 71% of men and 60% of women who experienced rejection from both their parents and their intimate partner showed serious psychological maladjustment. They were mm-hmm. not doing well mentally. Okay. Okay. And meaning that they showed high levels of things like hostility and aggression, over dependence, negative self-esteem, negative self-adequacy, like they weren't feeling adequate. And these people could, could experience like being emotionally unresponsive or instable. And they often generally had a negative worldview. Hmm. So it really, really, really impacts the human heart to experience rejection.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we need to note here, though, that we're not mentioning this to make anybody feel messed up.
1: No, just that it's really severe. Yeah. And so we just want to acknowledge that. But here's the deal on marriage. I think we do this to each other all the time. So every time your spouse makes a bid to connect with you and you decline, that's a rejection. Ooh. So this is happening. Now, there's severe rejection, okay? And I'm not, I don't want to add sort of a momentary, relatively trivial thing to the severe stuff that some of our listeners have experienced. Okay. But these little things add up and it could be tiny or it could be big. And that could be anything from just declining a bid or a proposition for sex that night with your spouse to ending a hug a little early.
0: <laughs>
1: we won't explain why you're laughing. <laughs> just, guess who's guilty of that one, right? And, or like an invitation to talk or have a conversation. It just kind of elicits a grunt. Huh. this is nothing that we've ever experienced in our our marriage so no
0: no never so
1: i was glad i was able to uncover this in the research so i mentioned this because when we think of rejection we think of a spouse with a suitcase leaving a note behind on the bed and and they're gone just that kind of severe dramatic kind Mm -hmm. of rejection Mm -hmm. but what about those times when your kid is at the restaurant saying mommy check this out and you're on your phone like huh one sec mommy's on her phone
0: oh Oh, that's so a little rejection
1: a thousand minute rejections like this could compound to the severity of the one major walkout kind of abandonment hmm. so oh. it's really important to stop and consider the way we think about rejection because most of us intend to be or we want to be loving kind engaged spouses but we also drop the ball a lot on these little moments in our daily lives and mm-hmm. we may not fully grasp the cumulative severity of this all right so that's just a note to self
0: yeah. You don't think of those little things as rejection. No, but... But they feel like it when you do it. But when I do it, it's like... Because you're I have a headache.
1: Yes. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so we got to watch for those little moments when our spouse is reaching out.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: So let's look at the positive side now and talk about acceptance. Okay? Now...
0: Okay.
1: Do you accept that idea? <laughs> so the first study that I want to look at under acceptance is, is with regards to something called unconditional regard which is a form of acceptance. Unconditional regard is the basic acceptance and support of a person, regardless of what they say or do.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: In Christian language, this is brotherly love coupled with uh, the effort of, if you'll allow the cliche of separating the sinner from the sin, so to speak. So Carl Rogers originally birthed the idea of unconditional positive regard. And I don't know if he'd agree with my Christianized definition of it, but it works for me. And it's just this idea of pulling apart the person from the behavior that you're not liking. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So now back to this, this study looking at acceptance and so on. They looked at college students' romantic relationships, and I'm presuming most were unmarried, if not all, but I think that the principles apply here. And here's what this researcher found, that negative conflict acts as a mediator, and I'll, I'll give you the English in a second here, acts as a mediator between unconditional regard and relationship satisfaction by the effect it has on unconditional Regard.
0: I love sentences like that. Because <laughs> you get to the end of it. I don't, I don't have a clue. It's what just, just noise. Said. Sorry. Yeah.
1: I hardly know what I said too. So.
0: <laughs> but it sounded really good.
1: Yeah. That's why I wanted to say. Negative conflict. mm mm-hmm. um, So conflict that doesn't go well or produce a great outcome. Yeah. It can lower the extent to which an individual feels accepted or understood by his or her spouse which then has an influence on relationship satisfaction. So we fight. I don't feel accepted or understood by you. That decreases my satisfaction with our relationship. Okay. Okay.
0: I understood that. Very good. Yeah.
1: So fighting in marriage makes you feel less accepted, less understood, which decreases your satisfaction with the marriage. Just so so that. no rocket science there, right? Yep. Thanks. The key <laughs> thought there for our topic today is that fighting leads you to feel less accepted, which is not a good feeling. And couples need to sort out their disagreements, right? So you can't just not fight. Yeah. We'll get back to more on that later.
0: Yeah. We have a whole fighting series. We do. We do.
1: You want to link to those in the show notes? Sure. Okay.
0: I love that. Like, there's nothing like a good fight, but it has to be a good one. What?
1: You actually get pleasure out of that?
0: Well, I'm not just one of those like, oh, whatever you say, dear. No. That's not me. Uh Uh-huh. And I think it's okay to, like, state your opinion. That's okay. Right. Like I just did, for like example. Like to
1: be assertive, yeah.
0: Anyways, let's go on.
1: So the key thought for our topic today is a fighting leads you to feel less accepted, right? Do you feel less accepted? Not right now. Okay. That wasn't a fight. So, but there's another study that unpacks this dynamic even more, Okay. So these other researchers looked at how you responded to your spouse's behavior or more specifically how you accepted your spouse's behavior. And they found that acceptance of your spouse's behavior, whether it was positive or negative behavior, that acceptance was a major mediator between the behavior and your personal relationship satisfaction. Again, in plain English, how you viewed your spouse's behavior was almost as significant as the actual behavior itself. That's interesting. Perception. Mhm. They also found that how you accepted the behavior as positive or negative determined your own response. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So this is how, if you see something as negative, you're more prone to respond negatively. Yeah. And that creates kind of the, whoa, where did that come from reaction in marriage? One spouse does something innocently, but it's perceived negatively. And so the other viewing that negatively responds negatively, and then it can escalate from there. Oh. And this is how people spiral downwards in their, their disagreements, yeah. how we do. But the same thing can happen positively, it can go the other way. So you can choose to see something positively and it can get warmer from there.
0: So you might do the exact same behavior, mm-hmm. but depending on my mood, I might see it as negative or well, positive.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you want to link it to your mood, you can, but it's your perception.
0: Well, I know, but usually <laughs> I perceive things depending on my mood.
1: Yes. I'm not going there, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> okay. But it can happen positively. See, that's where I'm going with it because we're such positive.
1: It reminds me of the time we were driving by Kennedy Lake and I said, nice view, eh? And you're like, I love you too. <laughs> and I'm like, totally like, okay, what do I do now? Like, if I'm honest, yeah. But so you took it positively. And that worked out great, right? So, so anyways, what to do with all this information for, for our listeners? You remember that? I think I do. Okay. I think one immediate takeaway for our listeners is to watch perception, just be aware of how you're perceiving things. Mm-hmm. And I know kind of, well, here I go talking about mood, depending on my own particular mood or feeling that day, I can interpret the same behavior either positively or negatively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So for example, when you're excited and I'm not, I can either be irritated with that or I can allow myself to be infected by your excitement. Oh. Or I can just maintain a steady equilibrium because that's what I bring to the marriage.
0: <laughs> yes, that's more like it.
1: Yeah. So the point, the point is to work towards choosing the best possible interpretation of our spouse's behavior. And this builds relationship satisfaction. Hmm. And when we're not sure that we like what we see, to find a constructive way to ask or challenge our spouse about that. Right? Okay. So,
0: so rather than respond negatively yeah, and I'm gonna get into a fight.
1: Try to be curious Uh huh. and just find out what's going on there. Okay. Or even if your spouse in, uh, misinterprets you, you know, be willing to clarify after their initial re- negative reaction, be willing to clarify without getting defensive. You can stop that kind of spiral downwards too, right? Mm-hmm. So you did this on the way home from somewhere the other day. I took a comment you made as being critical towards me, and you caught me doing that, like you got that I was going down there and mm-hmm. that you weren't intending it. And you just clarified that it was an observation and you weren't meaning to pass judgment. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just, it caught the situation, right? So in doing that, though, you showed this idea of unconditional regard. Wow. So you made it very explicit. It helped me to stay open to what you were saying and consider another way of looking at things.
0: So I did something right.
1: You didn't even know. You always do things right. Don't give me that. So, but you you nailed this. Huh. Yeah. Thanks. But I think there's another big point in here, Verlinda. What? Which is to identify... That is part of this, we need to infuse a lot of positivity in our marriages. So humor, hugs, affirmation, affection, all those things. Because just like negativity escalates, so does positivity.
0: I am all for positivity.
1: All right. So I know there's a subset of our listeners today, and we actually had this, this one girl write us during our last survey, I think it was, and say, and she said, I know I'm way too sensitive. I am oversensitive to everything. I'm driving myself and my husband nuts. Like she's really trying to get off the oversensitive bandwagon, and she yeah. was having a hard time. And she was particularly sensitive from what I recall to rejection. So I've recorded a bonus privately listed audio clip that we'd like to email you a link to. In that clip, I speak specifically to what's called rejection sensitivity, which is the proclivity of some persons towards readily perceiving and expecting and reacting intensely to rejection.
0: And proclivity?
1: Yeah. Good word, hey. Eh?
0: Uh-huh.
1: So a tendency. Okay. It gives you some background to rejection sensitivity and it'll also help you and your spouse learn to work with it so it doesn't become a destructive force in your marriage. Now, you can get this by opening your browser to our website. The short link to that is OYF.link 83. Look for the download button in our, show, in our show notes or you can get it through your phone by texting the word podcast to 9292spouse. Uh, if you pay for your text messages, message and data rates may apply. But once again, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse, or you can find this bonus in our show notes at oif.link slash 83.
0: Sounds interesting. Make
1: sure you grab that. Yeah. Okay. I want to give you four ways to build acceptance into your marriage. Oh, okay. So this is some what to do for you. If you want to grow this part, because this is just such a core part of marriage is showing acceptance to each other. First one is, is to consider how you can show your acceptance of your spouse's positive behaviors. Like, how are you actually going to make them know that you accept these things, right? And this is just simply the idea of reinforcing what you like so that you get more of it. It's not mm. a selfish thing to do. It's not manipulative. It's just reinforcing the positive. And huh. so if your wife is reaching out to you or, or your, your husband is reaching out to you, don't reject that. Affirm it. Accept it. Be thankful for it. And the more you do this, the more likely he or she is to continue to perform those same behaviors.
0: Making the bed. Yes. You have a kid who struggles with it. Yeah. So I left a sticky note after she'd done it like three days in a row. Yeah. Saying like, wow, you know, really good work on being consistent, making your bed. And she yeah. was like so excited about it. She had to make her bed the next day.
1: Yeah. So just reinforce what you want more of.
0: Huh. You're really good at that.
1: But but here's the thing, Verlinda. That's easy to do. We just don't think of it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Anybody can do this. You can, to our listeners, you know, you can bring this to your marriage today. Yeah. You don't need a course. You don't need special training. You don't need to go to a seminar. Like, you can do this.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. Second thing, make positive assumptions of the reasons behind your spouse's negative behavior.
0: Hmm.
1: So you can do this too, but but it's harder. Yeah, this is challenging, right? But this is a fun one, right? The interpretations you give to your spouse's behavior will affect how you respond. Yeah. So if you think he's being spiteful and mean, you'll likely respond in a negative way. But if you give them the benefit of the doubt and attribute the behavior to him or her just having a bad day, then you'd be more likely to respond in a positive way.
0: Yeah, I think, like, to me, this has a huge thing on mood. Like, I need to self-regulate before I can do this. Oh, what do you mean? Like, if I'm in a really bad mood, yes, no matter what you do, I'm going to see it negative.
1: Right. So you need to kind of stop and understand what's going on for you. and
0: Yeah, but that just goes to show that This is my problem.
1: Right. But you could be projecting it on me. Yeah. Right. And this is why it's hard work because you got to, you got to force yourself to make these positive assumptions. Yeah. But if you want to leverage acceptance as a positive force in your marriage, I said you could do it, but I didn't say it was going to be easy.
0: Right. And you know,
1: it's, it's really common sense, right? But it's hard to do. So, but this is how you break yourselves out of a negative cycle. You give your spouse permission to have negative feelings, but you choose not to engage in them.
0: Mm, You're going to be grumpy, but I'm not.
1: Right. So perhaps you respond with empathy or comfort. Now you don't want to kind of mollycoddle bad behavior. Right. So you're, but you're doing this in a way that communicates acceptance of the person without necessarily excusing their behavior. So this is mm-hmm. pretty nuanced, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But instead of escalating things into a fight, you have a bonding moment. That's what we're hoping to, to get out of this. Because you reach so, around, sort of the difficulty to touch in the in the the real issue in behind here.
0: Yeah, but how do you do that though? Like, give me a well, real life example here. Well, here's here. I
1: should qualify this. Okay. If your spouse is abusive, this is not the right technique. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So I'm just assuming that we're dealing with couples where that's not a part of their experience.
0: Yeah. An like, example. if you come home,
1: if I come home grumpy,
0: and you're grumpy, and you snap at you, snap at me. Yeah. Obviously, you have an idea in your head, so just go with it.
1: No, I was just starting to get it, but we're going down the same road here. Okay. Do you have more idea? No. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, how do I give you empathy and what was the other thing you talked about? Bonding or comfort. How do I give you empathy and comfort without...
1: Well, first of all, you might not slap right back at me. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you're not going to engage.
0: I could say, did you have a rough day today?
1: Yes, you could. And you should. I just would question the timing and that's where our listeners need to use their discretion because mm. if you come right back at me with that,
0: depending how it's said, I guess, how
1: it's said, if it's like a little bit snarky or whatever, not that I would ever be snarky. I might not be able to, no, no, <laughs> I might not be able to kind of tone myself around or pull myself mm. around on that. You know what I mean? But that is, that is where you want to go.
0: Right. But if, you know, we've had a hug and yeah. talked about things and then I asked,
1: yes, so you okay. might need to give your spouse five ten minutes. You might need to feed them.
0: <laughs> it's not even funny.
1: Why? I'm just trying to justify my hangry.
0: Oh, I thought you were making fun of me for mine.
1: Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. Okay, but so you're on the right track, right? So, okay. let me just give you a little bit more content here to see if it helps explain some of this, right? So, Gordon and Chen cite evidence that individuals. In satisfying relationships, tend to exhibit what they call pro-relationship responses in response to negative behaviors, right? So these include excusing transgressions, which is where you kind of let the initial snap go. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: Making positive attributions about the spouse's negative behaviors. Like he's just, he's so overwhelmed at work because he has so much responsibility. I admire him for what he does. Right. And then communicating constructively with your spouse. So... It's really trying to call yourself out to shine the acceptance through whatever the negative behavior might be.
0: Right. Because you want to say, like, even if you're throwing all this negative whatever at me, I still love you anyways.
1: Yes. Yes. And so what I'm trying to do here, Valen, is I don't want to justify the snap. No. If I snap at you. But I'm just saying for if you're the other spouse, you know, here's how you can kind of get around that. Okay. And this is sort of that willingness just to go around your spouse's humanity that kind of shines through every once in a while and just kind of hold them. That, that's powerful. I'm not saying we should overlook major issues. They need to be confronted, nor am I asking anyone to tolerate sort of ongoing abuse or no. whatever, even if your spouse tries to minimize that. I'm just saying that we all have our human moments where our sin or just our, our carnality our brokenness shines through. We're not at our best. We kind of get our ugly on, right? Mm -hmm. And you can respond to that. If you can respond to that with compassion and empathy, you can create a different outcome than just coming back at it with the same. Hmm. So I think the biblical example of this is the proverb that says a soft answer turns away wrath or Mm -hmm. anger. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now tied to this, don't respond. Of course, the, the implicit, the implication here is that I couldn't get my word. Is don't respond to negative behavior with more negative behavior. This is how downward spirals are created. So your spouse does some negative behavior, you respond with equal or greater negativity. That's a failure to show acceptance. Oh. So if you're stuck in that, try to do something differently. That you know is at the very least much less negative, or possibly even positive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So try to respond differently.
0: So if I respond negatively to your negative neanness, yeah. That's showing that I'm not okay with you being negative. Like, it's showing that. How is that not showing acceptance? Do you understand? Well, certainly you?
1: there's no acceptance in a negative response to a negative behavior.
0: But how am I showing non acceptance?
1: How, how are you rejecting me? Yeah. Well, this is where the balance is because at one part, like, you shouldn't have to accept my snapping at you. Yeah. Right. But I think by framing the question as a negative or an opposite, it's making it harder to answer because the point that I'm trying to make is if you can come back with something that shows acceptance, despite that behavior, it'll actually give you the opportunity to address the behavior later. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So if you respond neutrally or positively and show some acceptance of me, it'll actually give you the opportunity later on that afternoon to turn around and say, or that evening and turn around and say, Hey, you kind of snapped when you came in the door. Like Mm
0: -hmm. if you had a rough
1: day, I get that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But could you find a way to let me know doesn't leave me feeling disrespected. Ooh. Now you would never have that conversation if you just snap back at me. Right. Next point here, verbally affirm, your, <laughs> I'm sure it's verbal, verbally affirm your acceptance of your spouse. And the idea that I want to give here is the use of intrinsic affirmations. Okay. So this is from Gordon and Chen in 2010. These researchers studied the importance of intrinsic affirmations in relationship satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Intrinsic affirmations are the verbal Affirmation of your unconditional acceptance of your spouse based not on what he or she does, but who he or she is as a person.
0: You are so good at these.
1: So this is why it's intrinsic though. It's because it's affirming something that's internal to your spouse. Mm-hmm. So be intentional and serious about complimenting your spouse on the stable and enduring aspects of who they are. And this is just such a powerful thing. When I read this research, I realized how much more of this I could do. So I'm glad if you think I'm good at it. But if you stop and think about it, this is a huge healing mechanism within the power of love to create wholeness in the broken world that we live in. So I get really excited about this because it's really taking those redeemed, lovely, beautiful aspects of your spouse and putting words to them and identifying them back to your spouse. Hmm. That's,
0: That's beautiful. Oh,
1: it just gives me the warm fuzzies, right? Yeah. So we live in a world that makes fun of fathers in popular media. Yeah. Could you assert or affirm the fatherhood, the quality of that of your spouse as a wife,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
1: it's sending messages to our wives that they're not thin enough, they're not young enough, they're not good enough mums. Mm-hmm. Could you affirm those qualities in your in your wife? Right,
0: you're old enough, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just totally undermined your whole point.
1: Oh my, <clears throat> I'm not going to affirm the quality of your humor. <laughs> So all of a sudden you have this tremendously affirming, accepting, positive force within your marriage, unless of course your wife is completely cynical (laughs) (laughs) through the power of these intrinsic affirmations. So I could say things like, even though I don't feel like it right now, you're such a, (laughs) you're such a loving, caring wife. Instead of, instead of just saying thanks for supper, where I noticed that you put a little extra, you know, made that special side I always like or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I could say you're such a loving, caring wife. Mm -hmm. So this is an intrinsic affirmation. Or you could say something like, one of the things I really appreciate about you is how intentional you are about connecting with the kids through player conversation. I'm affirming your motherhood, the quality of it, right? Or to a husband, you're such a great provider for our family. Uh See, in these, you're affirming qualities of character.
0: So these are intrinsic.
1: Yes. Now the opposite of this or the complement to this are extrinsic affirmations. And we tend to do these more readily. And we need to do these too. But these are the the verbal affirmation of temporary events or deeds or accomplishments. And they just come out of more of a conditional acceptance. It's based on meeting my expectations as a spouse.
0: That's why they're good and
1: they're value, but they're not the same. They don't have the depth or grip that these other things do. It's like, wow, thanks for cleaning up the house today.
0: It's more about how it affected me. And it's kind of a little
1: bit more performance-ish. Oh. So it's good, but if it's all you got, I'm calling on you to add the intrinsic part. You need more. Mm. Good job on supper tonight. What do you say? What happens when I don't say that?
0: Hmm? Yeah. Well, do you know what? Like, this is totally a side note. But you started praying for the yummy food. Yeah. And then one night you didn't say yummy, <laughs> and I'm like, he oh, doesn't like supper.
1: Oh my goodness! That's why these don't. These aren't a hundred percent, right? Yeah. Because I might have just forgot.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember what you made that night. <laughs> I don't even. Remember. <laughs> It was just me being passive aggressive. Okay.
0: I probably haven't made it since.
1: Yeah. So we, we, but we need those little thank yous and affirmations too. But the research shows that the intrinsic affirmations have much more of that deep lasting impact on our relationships. So I'm not saying don't do the outside, the simple ones, but I'm saying make sure you have both Mm -hmm. and be especially sure to use these intrinsic ones. And here's why.
0: But I think this makes you much more aware of the positive of your spouse too. Yes. Like you have to look for it. It makes you
1: more grateful. Yeah. Yes. And so the researchers in line with that for Linda, oh. Hey, we don't need researchers. We got you here. <laughs> yeah. No, but listen to this. You said the same thing, right? Okay. I'm listening. Um, they compared intrinsic and extrinsic and their impact on the spouse. Okay. Okay. So participants in the study who recalled intrinsic affirmations from a romantic partner that affirmed who they were as a person, they showed increased relationship satisfaction.
0: Hmm. happier with their marriages mm-hmm.
1: participants who were called extrinsic affirmations from a, ro- a romantic partner that affirmed a deed or accomplishment did not show the same degree of increased relationship satisfaction. Hmm. So the intrinsic creates much more of an uptick on satisfaction than the extrinsic okay. on marital satisfaction. Yeah. Secondly, and I quote him here, recalling intrinsic affirmations from relationship partners increased pro-relationship responses, uh, i.e. positivity, and relationship quality relative to recalling extrinsic affirmations. So spouses started responding more positively and creating an upward positive cycle in their marriages out of these intrinsic, much more so than the the simple extrinsic ones. Hmm. Okay? Interesting. Further, the results of the study seem to indicate that individuals in romantic relationships who remember times when they are intrinsically affirmed by their romantic partner are more willing to give their partner the benefit of the doubt during future transgressions mm-hmm. or future negative behaviors. So when I come in the door and I snap, and I, again, I'm not justifying this to people here, mm-hmm. but I snap at you, not not just snap, but I snap yeah. at you. Because of the previous positivity, you're more likely to give me the benefit of the doubt.
0: That you're having a bad day or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's not because I'm a snapping kind of person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in addition to that, it's also likely that their spouse will respawn, respond by being more understanding- And more forgiving. Mm
0: -hmm. So this
1: is where you start to really build this positivity as a base, as a powerful upward cycle in your marriage. Because these things act as a buffer for the transgressions and the conflict that does come from time to time.
0: Because it will come. Like nothing's perfect. No.
1: Like I shouldn't come home and, and snap at you when I walk in the door.
0: No, you shouldn't.
1: But, but I, you know, the day happened and yeah. I did that. So it happened. Mm-hmm. Now what? Right. So this is where you want to really build these things into your relationship. So the call to action today from this episode is really to work on these intrinsic affirmations mm-hmm. and by that to sort of intentionally demonstrate acceptance towards your spouse. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So if at the same time though, rejection sensitivity is part of your experience, make sure you grab the additional audio file. because That just adds a dynamic. And so we, to this that makes it more, much more difficult so we split that off into a separate recording Okay. we can email that link to you uh, you can get that by texting podcast to 9292 spouse or by going to the show notes for this episode at link slash 83
0: that's good so before we go yes we have another iTunes review and I don't even know what stars it is because you didn't write it down but that's okay I still accept you and love you anyway <laughs> thank you <laughs> It says marriage development in a podcast. What more could you ask for? The hosts are informed and very likable. This isn't a stale journey on how to fix your marriage, but an engaging adventure taken with the hosts. I'll be a long time listener and just share this wonderful podcast with my wife from daring and Rye. So that's awesome. Thank you. I'm looking forward to hearing in a little while of, you know, how they
1: yes, change their marriage. Yeah. So thank you for that review. And if any of you today have time to leave us a review, please do so. It is much appreciated. It helps us reach and influence more marriages.
0: And it's just exciting.
1: It's also encouraging. In fact, if you want to practice your intrinsic affirmations on us, that would be fine. <laughs> all right. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link 83verlinda with a labor of love writes all this out for us. And so if you'd like to read this or share it, you can go to our website at that link, oif.link slash 83. And remember, we're here to help you build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, please spread the word, share this with others who'd be blessed by it.
0: Yeah. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. So just to give some background, I think it's clear to everyone that it hurts to be rejected. Yeah. But it's with noting how severe that impact is in marriage. <laughs> what kind of a sentence is that? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't even work. But it's worth noting.